I'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which I'm living, working and recording this episode today, the Gujambara people of the Bundjalung Nation, and pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. I acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and that this country always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. The United Nations have now recorded the hottest ever temperature reading in Antarctica. Every day we hear the effects of climate change in our world, whether it be the raging bushfires of Australia, the slowly melting ice caps of Antarctica, or the worsened frequent natural disasters of the Asia Pacific. As young people, it's unnerving to think about our futures. We're faced with the challenges of battling climate change. We are the generation who will live with the consequences of the actions that we need to take now. But Be The Change isn't about filling your ears with doom and gloom. We want to hear the amazing stories, and today I speak to someone who is fighting for climate action through the youth-led movement Zero Hour. Nicholas Hong is a 16-year-old school student from Chicago, and he joins us today all the way from America to chat all things youth, unity and action. Dare, lead, change, combat, revolution, action, uprising, inspiration, fire, in spirit, future. Hey, it's Tisha Chu, and you're listening to Be The Change. You'll hear conversations with leaders, shakers, and change makers. We talk hard-hitting topics and general banter making space for conversations about a positive future and igniting the power within us to be the change. Hey, Nicholas. Thanks so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm good. How about you, Sersha? I'm doing well. So it's great to have met Nicholas, but let's get to know a little bit more about him. I wonder what his five fast favorites are. What is your favorite fruit? Favorite fruit would probably have to be mangoes and blueberries. Yum. Okay. Same here. Who is your favorite musician or band? Right now, I'm really into Cage the Elephant. I've been listening to them a lot on Spotify, a lot of really interesting music. I also am waiting for Taylor Swift's new Red album. Yeah, so good. I'm looking forward to it as well. Because I love Red. Red is like one of my faves of hers and I can't wait to hear her version. Me too. What is your favorite thing to do to relax? Sleep, to be honest. I also love to read. Watching Netflix is kind of basic and everything, but I put on a nice Grey's Anatomy episode or I've been reading recently The Color Purple. So either cracking up a book or just watching some TV, that's a great way to relax from my perspective. Yeah, cool. Same here. And what is your favorite pastime? I love to play badminton. It's not really like a huge well-known sport like all over, but it's very calming and everything. It's just fun to play with friends and family. And where is your favorite travel destination? I believe it was five years ago that I went to Florence, Italy. That had to be my favorite travel destination. There was just so much great food and literally a gelato store at every block. So I could stop, get gelato. It was so much culture, so much good food. So definitely my favorite. Yum, that sounds really good. Favorite gelato flavor? This isn't a question, but... (laughs) I really like the hazelnut. Yum, I'm definitely a chocolate girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like chocolate too. 
So now that we know a little bit more about Nicholas and that his favorite gelato flavor is hazelnut, let's get to the nitty gritty. I want to know why Nicholas decided to join Zero Hour and where this passion for climate action began. Where did your passion for climate action kind of start? Was there like a turning point for you or was it something that you grew up with? I'm not sure if it was actually a turning point, but like in the United States, we had President Trump for four years. And I remember I was in sixth grade when he was actually elected. And I hadn't really been into politics before that, but I just knew that it wouldn't be good for our country because environment talks had just begun to start at that time or actually not begun to start, but really had started to become an issue at that time, like brought up within the United States. So probably during his term, there was more actions that you could do, more organizations that you could join, such as like the Women's March, where you could get involved, March for Science. But I actually didn't find out about Zero Hour and the whole climate movement until about 2019. I really like what Nicholas has said here, and I think we all feel it at times that our government is not doing enough for climate action, climate justice, or things that we're really passionate about. So what Nicholas has done is he joined a movement that really fueled those passions, and it was Zero Hour. But let's hear a little bit about this organization. What is it? How did he join? And what was his journey with it? So Zero Hour is a youth-run climate organization. It's really great to be a part of because it's international. That's one of the great things about it is that it's youth all over fighting to get recognized and for governments around the world to recognize that climate change is a crisis and we must do something about it ASAP. My journey with Zero Hour started in February of 2020, so right before the whole coronavirus had become very prominent in the United United States. It was kind of sad because most of my stuff was virtual at that time and I've been virtual with zero hours so it's been a lot of zoom meetings but you've got to, to really know people over that. Oh yes the dreaded zoom meetings. I started as we have this thing called getting to the roots ambassador so when I was ambassador I learned more about like the green new deal capitalism and what the free market does to environment without some sort of regulation so it was a great way for youth around the globe to be educated about our climate crisis. And then probably in October or November of 2020, I actually got, I guess you could call it a promotion to the national team. So currently I'm on the press and finance teams and we're planning this new campaign called No Youth, No Truth. It's all about getting youth centered in the media, which is great when I saw that you had emailed me about this opportunity because youth honestly don't get enough time to talk, especially about issues that will affect our future. So that's what the whole No Youth, No Truth campaign is about. And we're partnered with many other organizations. Yeah, so that's where I've been with Zero Hour and where I am now. It's a great experience, I will say that. Yeah, awesome. It sounds amazing. And congratulations on getting promoted. That's awesome. So for someone who wants to join Zero Hour and you've said that there's all these amazing Zoom meetings and campaigns and things that you run, yeah, can you give me some ideas of like the opportunities that are in Zero Hour? Yeah, of course. So we actually have a form on our website that 
just kind of goes into detail if you want to get involved and become a volunteer with Zero Hour. We have tons of different teams, operation, volunteer management, art, music, communications, press, policy, finance. We have a ton of teams, so it's great to get involved anywhere. I don't know about you, but Zero Hour is sounding really cool to me so far. It sounds like it has something for everyone, no matter what you specialize in or what you're passionate about. It's really easy to apply. You probably just have to answer a couple questions about your background in the climate. And it's fine if you don't have any background, because if you want to join the movement, we would love to have you. Yeah, so we have like a bunch of teams and each team is primarily based on that sort of thing. Like one team that seems to me to be really interesting is policy and it's run by one of our co-founders and you basically just talk about what you want to see Zero Hour do in the future. Like what campaign should we do? Any endorsements should we look out for, for US representatives and senators, etc. Yeah, awesome. And I actually think this is super cool because we kind of started this episode talking about how we're so concerned about our future as youths, but an organization like Zero Hour is really committed to improving our futures and amplifying the voices of young people. And so you say, what do you see for Zero Hour in the future? Can I ask you that? What do you want to see Zero Hour doing in the future? I think it would be great if Zero Hour was recognized and other climate organizations, specifically ones run by youth, were actually recognized that we're doing something extremely important. Mm -hmm. And because our work is extremely important, it's protecting our earth. And I think we don't see enough of that from our representatives in Congress. We see it from a few for sure. But I think climate organizers across the United States and across the world put in so much work. And it's time for the governments around the world, the United States, Australia, Canada, to all listen to the youth and the scientists and just be like, we're in a crisis right now. We need to fix it. Something that I find really inspires me to create positive change is hearing a really positive story from someone else. So I want to hear Nicholas's favorite story about change making. I remember that in September of 2019, it was before I joined Zero Hour, and I was just beginning to get involved with the climate movement. I had gone to, I think it was called the Environmental Day of Action in 2019 in September. Um, I went with a group of friends and we'd actually skipped a school day or skipped like half a school day to go and attend it. And it was great because you could just see youth from all around Chicago and in its suburbs just walking and marching peacefully and showing that our youth, we care about our world. We care about it. And you could see this in New York in Germany, in London, in Washington, D.C., and it was just a great merging of youth action. But I do remember getting a Saturday school for going, and it's like, I don't think I should have, to be honest, but it's something too important to ignore, you know? So I'm so glad I went. Yeah, I guess that's the story. No, I love it. And I think I definitely agree with you. Whenever you attend one of those marches or you see it you can just feel like such a strong sense of movement and it feels like I guess unity almost where everyone is just like we we're fighting for this and we're not gonna stop and I love that Mm -hmm, for sure yeah unity was the word I was looking for
Do you have a piece of advice that you could give to any young changemakers out there? Yeah, and I think this goes along with my former story too. It's that even if you get in trouble with your parents or your school, do what you think is right because you might regret it if you don't. I went to that climate march in September of 2019. I didn't regret it at all. I was mad at my school for giving me the Saturday school detention, but there was that unity that we were just talking about, about marching with my peers across the climate movement. And it's just an amazing feeling. So get involved and do what you think is right. And before we let Nicholas go from our chat today, let's just hear a little bit about how we can connect with Zero Hour on social media. We have a Facebook page, an Instagram page. We have a Twitter too. On Instagram, you can follow us at This Is Zero Hour. Cool. Well, definitely we'll give that a follow and I'll pop that in the description of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today, Nicholas. It's been great to talk to you and hear about Zero Hour. Thank you so much, Sersha. It was a great opportunity. Thanks for listening to Be The Change. Conversations about important issues with changemakers from all around the world. As young people, we have the ability to initiate our own positive future. Remember, you can wish for change or you can be the change.